Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Omar Project. Before we get started, I want to make sure I invite you to join the OmarProject.com. That's spelled O-M-A-R, because you can get a lot of great insight on project management, the skills you need to up your game, and also learn from the best project managers in the world on the most complex projects. In this episode, we have a couple of questions on what it takes to develop a project, especially for people that are new or just starting out in engineering. Let's get started with the first question from Andy in Louisiana. I'm an engineer in a manufacturing facility and I haven't managed a project before. I'm being asked to complete a small facilities upgrade project. What's the best way to get cost and how do I present it without being wrong? Andy, that's an awesome question because this is something that as being a new engineer myself when I started, I had the same thought process. You, you want to get the questions, the cost as accurate as possible, but one of the only ways that initially to get it is to get an estimate. And then you can use that estimate to try and forecast what your project's going to be. The thing is, and that oftentimes what we don't know, and we're not taught this in school in engineering, is that there's actually a science behind esti- estimating. There's a rule of thumb when it comes to certain things and how they cost. So in the industry, which I was in, which was oil and gas, that's uh, called the 5X rule, which means that any type of equipment you install, likely whatever that cost of is that equipment, the final cost of the project is going to be somewhere about 5X that. So you install a piece of equipment, it's 100,000. The total cost of the project is likely going to be somewhere around $500,000. Surprisingly, for all the years I've used that as a rule of thumb, it does fall similar in line to what the actual estimates come through. So that's just something that you can use as a ballpark, very quick back of the envelope type of calculation to get an answer so you can kind of respond pretty quickly. That is not something you'd want to use for actually putting down the the final estimate for your project to get it installed and get it commissioned. You really would need to have a estimator go through and provide the estimate for you. And that is a different process. And it's something that you could do yourself. But if you don't have the experience, it becomes a little bit more challenging. What estimators do is they actually take whatever the specs are. So the bill of material for your for your project. So like say you're installing a pump and you're upgrading a new HVAC system and you're adding a new security system, whatever you're doing, you would put those out in a line item and say one through 10. These are the things that I'm doing. Then you would look at, okay, what else is impacted? So what other linear feet of material are impacted? So if I have to run conduit, how many feet are am I running of conduit? If I've got to install piping, how much feet and what type, what class of pipe am I installing? You would do that for each of those things and you would come up with this BOM is what, what it's called, is a bill of material of your project or a material takeoff, which means the material that you actually need to complete the project. And once you have that, if you have an estimator that has access to many programs that are out there that actually pull out current data on how much they cost, they can then say, okay, you have this many linear feet. The installation cost typically is per this many linear feet. It's this much. And then you can get a really solid estimate. And that estimate is something that you can take, which will probably come in at a plus or minus 15%, even tighter. So that's the way... uh, that's one way of doing it. Those are two ways of doing it. And that's going to get your pretty pretty darn close estimate. Now, the, the closest estimate you can get is always just getting that bill of material or getting that uh, material takeoff 
and actually getting a contractor to estimate the cost for you. Now, that's going to be the most accurate because once you're ready to bid out this job, you'll have all of the contractors that you're interested in bidding lined up and you can give this to them, scope it with them, and then you can actually select one of them and you'll know exactly what your low cost is and your high cost is. And just one little bit of tip, even if you get one that looks good, you're still going to want to add a little bit of contingency on top of that cost because oftentimes, as we know here and something I talk about often, even when you get a final estimate from something, there's always going to be change orders that come up or that the contractors might find within the project, which could increase your cost slightly. So just add yourself a little bit more. So if the the final cost is, let's say, 500000 and uh, that's what you're getting through the bid. Just give your, make sure you give yourself another 10 to 15% on contingency on top of that because it would cover you in case something does go wrong. So Andy, I hope that helped and good luck on your first uh, manufacturing facility project upgrade. I'm sure it's going to go great. Let's go to the next question here. We have one from Ronald from Texas. And, and guys, thank you for submitting questions. And just a reminder, if you do have a question on project management or just leadership in general on how to get things done, how to take something from an idea to execution phase, feel free to email me podcast at theomarproject.com. And I'll read it through here. You can be on the podcast. You can get your question answered and we can talk about it. All right, let's get back to the question. We have a question from Ronald from Texas. I noticed that when I put the things into a project process, it takes quite a long time. It seems like we could get it done faster if I just did it myself. Why is a project better than just ordering it and installing myself? Hey, Ronald. Hey, so I want to unpack this question because there's a couple things that you're implying in here. One is that um, it seems like it's a pretty simple process or project if you think you could just do it by yourself and install it. So that may mean that you don't have contractors being installed, or maybe you're just a very gifted um, person and you have a lot of skills and you could you can just do welding or conduit hookups or whatever to install this thing, which if that's the case, that's awesome. Now, if it is truly that simple, then, then you might be correct. It, it may be faster to get out of the project process and just do it yourself because that would be a faster way to implement it. But here is what oftentimes, and, and this is something that would come up a lot when I was in my first job and I was in the projects group and there were other people in operations and they would ask, why do projects take so long? You know, obviously like I could do this faster myself. We would get this question all the time and we always had to walk them through and tell them like, look, we don't just order something. We have to take the time to investigate and make sure it's going to work and function. And what sometimes people don't realize is that there's much more just installing a piece of equipment is not just a piece of equipment. There may be a, a master plan to that, right? So there might be other areas or other units in your facility that need to use that certain breaker that you have. You may have other people claiming that space for something else. So we check that. You may have things where you're trying to go and put the concrete in and you haven't done a, a good concrete survey and you could have something come up in that that would prevent your project from being successful. So a lot of what the project process does is it checks and de-risks so that you are 100% or almost as high as 100% as you can get to being successful when you do complete the project. And that's why it's so important to make sure we use this project process for things that are warranted for it. Now, what I've seen, and this may be something you could suggest in your organization, but what I have seen that works well too is 
you don't have to, not everything necessarily is a project. Some things really are that simple where it's just going out there and putting it into the installation and installing it. And if that's the case, and if the cost isn't that much compared to what you're already purchasing, then maybe it makes sense to have another level that, you know, you don't kick off a project until it hits that level. So for some organizations and some that I've been a part of, you would have a threshold in cost. So for example, let's just use numbers at $50,000, anything below that is not considered a project. So if I wanted to install something that was less than $50,000, go ahead, have at it. You could do it yourself. But if it was over that amount of money, it would need to go follow the project process because not only was it you know a large capital expenditure, but it could have other interfaces that would be involved with it. So I hope that answered your question. So yes, I know that sometimes the project process can feel like it's it takes a long time, but there is a method to the madness. And I would encourage you to, to try and understand it a little bit better or get with somebody and make sure that they're actually doing stuff that's value added. And if not, pull it out. Thanks for joining today. If you do have another question, remember you can email me at podcast at theomarproject.com and I will get those questions answered on the show.